0: I'm AJ Hogue, the author of Effortless English, Learn to Speak English Like a Native Support Effortless English People ask me often AJ, how can you do all of these videos and audios for free? This podcast, free! Your audiobook, giving everybody free! Well, you can support Effortless English by joining the VIP program. This helps me to continue doing the podcast, doing the show, doing all of these free things to help you. Of course, the VIP program trains you to speak English powerfully at an advanced level, to think in English. And of course, you learn with your ears in my VIP program and all of my courses. So go to EffortlessEnglishClub.com. Join my VIP program at EffortlessEnglishClub.com. Hope you're having a good day today. Had a nice day today. The weather has gotten a little cooler in Japan it's still hot it's still summer still sweating of course but just a little better (laughs) as i said before we were very very hot before today the temperature was 93 so low 90s that's still hot that's hot that's summer weather for sure but it's better than 99 98 100 which is what we had almost all of july A little bit more cloudy most of the day. It's getting clear now. It's early evening now. Clearing up. But clouds most of the day, which again helps to keep it cool. Overall, a nice day. As I was reading through news and looking over websites, it's obvious to me that the Silicon Valley the Silicon Valley communist companies are being aggressive once again about censorship they want to control our speech they want to control all our communication Infowars they're continuing to attack Infowars and they're all working together Facebook Apple Google Spotify Stitcher, another podcasting app um, there's an email one called MailChimp, they're also trying to censor InfoWars, Discus they do comments on websites they're also joining in so they're all working together they're all working together to silence trying to silence this one person this one channel that's George Orwell stuff, that's Animal Farm that's 1984 And they're doing it through these companies. See, first these companies get these huge, huge monopolies over certain areas of our communication. And then now they're using that huge power, that massive power to silence, to silence people and messages they don't like and to push what they do want, which is a kind of communism, a kind of corporate communism. California's evil, (laughs) that's all I could say, because these companies are all based in Silicon Valley, Northern California. I know how they think, because I lived there for about six years, and they are indeed corporate communists. They And most of all, what they most of all want, just like the pigs in Animal Farm, is control. They're obsessed with controlling everybody else, controlling what you think, controlling what you can say and what you can't say controlling your children's education controlling the kinds of movies you can see controlling what you can read controlling what you can do controlling what you can say and what you can't say they're control freaks running all of these companies and Hollywood too down in Southern California I don't know there's some kind of mental disease in California but because of this censorship it's obvious this censorship is not going to get better A couple years ago, they went through this. Then they did it again. See, they just keep doing it step by step. It gets worse every time. I have already been censored one time. This is why I'm very sensitive to this, because I know. See, Effortless English, I've kind of vaguely mentioned that Effortless English had a big crisis several years ago. Many years ago. It was like five or six years ago, maybe. Six years ago and what that crisis was was that we were censored by Google for no reason that, uh, that I know just suddenly we were our business most of our business depended on depended on Google advertising at that time this might even been longer than like 7 years ago something like that but they they made all these great deals about advertising on Google and They had kind of their basic rules, and we followed all their rules. And I advertised with them for many years, no problems at all. I didn't change anything, nothing new. And then just suddenly, Google banned all of my advertising. And they also started to cause problems with links, people linking to my website. And it caused a huge, big problem. I was panicking. It, It... really hurt our business a lot. I thought, oh my God, we're not going to survive. And here's the thing, this censorship. So they, they didn't tell me why. They refused to give an answer. They just, there was no warning. Just suddenly they just said, oh, we're censoring and banning you and your website and that's it I tried to email them to get more information no answer I tried to call they wouldn't say anything they just said well you just need to read our terms of service and I read them I could see no nothing I was doing wrong nothing I was breaking no problem see this is what they do Twitter's doing this now like crazy politically and they only they only do this to one side the kind of pollux they don't like they don't like tradition, they don't like family they don't like homeschooling they like socialism and communism and so anyone against the socialism and communism is getting censored like crazy on Twitter, on Facebook YouTube, Google and now many more of these California companies controlling us controlling what we can say And so, yeah, I was very, very, very upset about this, of course. I was angry about it. Just censoring me. for All that power they had just to almost close my business without even explaining anything. They had so much power, these companies, over our communication. Now, luckily, you know, I adapted. I found other ways to reach people. And ultimately made me stronger and we survived and kept going and eventually and this is after a few years later I hired uh, some company basically like a legal company and they dealt with Google for me and got effortless English you know uncensored And they, but they still never told us anything we didn't even really hardly change anything we didn't really do anything just, who knows, maybe just one employee can decide they don't like your website and then boom, you're censored. Or they don't like your Facebook or they don't like your Twitter and boom, you're silenced and they, won't, they will not explain. They will not change their mind. There's nothing you can do. Imagine the phone company being able to do that to you and suddenly you can never make phone calls again because somebody at the phone call listens to your call and decides they don't like what you're saying. That's what these companies are doing. Twitter, Facebook, Google, Apple. And Amazon will also, by the way. Amazon, it's coming with Amazon. They're doing it in small ways, not quite as obvious. But again, Amazon has much too much power. Eventually, soon, I would think Amazon will start removing books they don't like burning digital version. It's obvious this is coming and it's going to get worse and worse and worse and worse. So what can we do? It's time to make backup platforms. I'm not going to leave Facebook. I'm not going to leave Twitter. People get worried. Are you going to leave? No, I'm not going to leave. I'm going to use their Channels as long as I can until I am banned. But now is the time I learned my lesson from Google. You need to have backups. You need to have backup methods of connecting with people, so that if they do suddenly ban you, you have you can jump over to a different one. And so that's why I now have several backup, I call it backup social media. I have some social media accounts. I'm not super active on those accounts right now, but I have accounts open. And I encourage you to follow me on some of these accounts, at least one of these backup accounts. So if I disappear from Twitter suddenly, if I disappear from YouTube suddenly, if I disappear from Facebook suddenly, and I might disappear from all of them at the same time, that's what they're doing to Infowars they all got together they're they're doing this together so they're attacking him all at the same time i'm small so it's not happening to me right now but they'll do the big guys first like infowars.com and eventually it'll ha- start happening to smaller you know smaller ones more like medium size channels like mine it will happen i guarantee cuz they hate homeschooling and i talk about homeschooling all the time and i'm Very anti-socialist communist. I did that whole book club on Animal Farm. They're not going to like that either. So it's coming. The censorship is coming. It eventually will probably happen to Effortless English. So you need to follow me on some of these backup channels. So if if the big ones censor me or block me, you know where to find me. You can still find me. So let me give you. I'm going to give you a list of different ones that I am on. You can just pick one, really. One of the, follow me on one of these channels. Get an account on one of these channels and follow me. And then if I get censored, then I'll go on to all these channels and I'll give you links and information and we can keep going. So one is Gab. I've mentioned Gab before. Gab has problems. I've talked about the many problems of Gab, but I'm using it as a backup. Gab is G-A-B. It's Gab.ai. It's not gab.com, no. No. It's gabgab.ai. A I. Gab.ai. And my account is AJ Hoag, my name. In fact, all of these channels I'm talking about, I have the same account name. It's AJ Hoag, just my name. A-J-H-O-G-E. Just like my Twitter. Same as my Twitter. So Gab.ai, that's one. You could follow me there. Another one, a new one. I just found this one. I don't know if it's good or not, but it's a, it's just a backup. It's called One Way. One Way. S- spelling the word one. So it's O-N-E-W-A-Y. Oneway.com. And again, my account is AJHogue. Oneway.com. You could join that one. Oneway.com. Another one I have. I've had it for a while. Minds. M I N D S minds like your brain right minds Minds minds.com again it's AJ Hogue on minds Minds minds.com AJ Hogue and the last one I'll mention Telegram a lot of you know Telegram and use Telegram so again Telegram I have a channel on Telegram and it's my name AJ Hogue my Telegram channel AJ H-O-G-E so Telegram AJ Hogue Get one or more of those accounts and just follow me. We don't need to be active on those accounts really at this time right now. But when the censorship comes, we can quickly jump to those other accounts and continue to communicate. You can continue to get information about my podcast, about my videos. If they block my videos on iTunes that's what they did to InfoWars they deleted his whole podcast. So if they do that to me on iTunes then I'll give you information on these backup channels. I'll tell you where can you still listen to my podcast, my show because I have some I have plans. I have emergency plans if they block my podcast, if they block my videos on YouTube. I already have a backup to YouTube. It's called Bitshoot. And I'm adding all my new all my new videos automatically going to BitShoot also. So that's my backup channel for videos. Already have it. For my audio podcast, I am right now making plans and getting ready to make a backup. So if they delete it from Apple iTunes, if they delete it from other places. I have backup plans so that the Effortless English Show will continue. You can continue. You will continue to get my audios and videos for free. The Effortless English Show will continue. So just join. Join join some of these backup social media accounts. They're just our backup, emergency backup. That's all they are. So just do that. Gab.ai or open... I'm not, no, Sorry. Gab.ai or oneway, OneWay.com or Minds with an S. Minds.com or Telegram. Join one or more of those and follow me, AJ Hogue, at AJ Hogue. Speaking of the podcast, the show, getting one question many times and the question is how can i get the transcripts the text how can i get the transcripts for the shows for the podcast i understand if your level's a little bit lower maybe you don't understand everything i'm saying or maybe it's a little difficult listening and it would it would help you it would be easier if you could read also if you could read along and if there's a word you don't understand, you could look at the text, look at the transcript, and then use a dictionary, and then you'd understand everything. So right now, there are no transcripts, no transcripts for this show, no transcripts for the podcast. Because honestly, it's, it's, it's kind of expensive to do it. I have to pay somebody to do it for every show and I'm doing a show, you know, I'm doing an hour, sometimes more than an hour every day. So it's actually quite expensive to do that, to pay someone to make those because it, it's, it's not fun work. It's a little difficult and I'm not going to do it myself. So I have to pay someone to do it, and then, it has, and then upload it and all this stuff. So it's a little expensive. I've decided what I'm going to do. I've decided to make a basic membership We could call it, you know, Basic Effortless English Membership. We've got the VIP Membership, which is the real training. And I'll add something called a Basic Membership. And when you join the Basic Membership, then you'll get the transcripts. So this will help me pay for the transcripts every month. It'll probably be about $10 a month. That's what I'm thinking the price will be. pay about $10 a month. I've looked around at other podcasts, and that seems to be the common price for podcasts that have transcripts they, they have a lot of them have these kind of basic memberships you pay 10 bucks a month $10 a month and then you can get the text the transcripts for all the shows all the audios which is very convenient actually and that way you can use it to improve your English learn some new vocabulary improve your listening with the transcripts, I might start using a little more difficult English sometimes just to give you that extra practice and learning. So basic membership, it'll be coming. We, Right now, we're working on our VIP system. We're working on some of the website for the VIP lessons. It, we're changing the system a little bit, just the computer system. In fact, VIP members, we're having a little bit of a problem right now, just today, so the new lesson is a little late I'm sorry about that it's done, it's finished but the web page is having some problems I have talked to the technical team the computer team they're working on it that new lesson will be up and ready soon probably in the next day or possibly two days I'm hoping in the next day I'll let you know though but don't worry, it's coming it's all finished it's, it'll be there very soon so our first project, our first technical project, we have to get these changes to the VIP program finished. All the, the technical changes, the programming changes for the VIP program. That's our first job. We probably need about one more month to get those finished Till that's all done. When that's finished, then the next project, our next business project, will be to create this basic membership. Create the basic membership start adding transcripts for every show every audio every video and I expect it to be eh, about $10 a month now VIP members you don't need to pay that VIP members you will get the basic membership that will be included so you pay nothing extra VIP members will automatically get transcripts for every show No extra charge, of course not. So for VIP members, don't worry. It's actually going to be an extra benefit for VIP members, an extra free benefit for VIP members. But for those of you who might want just a kind of a very basic cheap membership, you just want the transcripts for the show, that's all. Then we'll give you that choice. Also, that'll be about $10. That's probably a few months away. We'll need a few more months to get that finished. I'll let you know. I'll keep you updated. Back to this topic of censorship. Facebook posted on my Twitter, Facebook is working with the banking system now and they're trying to get the banks to share your banking information, your information about your money, your bank accounts with them. That's scary that is very scary. Now, of course, right now they say, oh, it's just, it's just so we can offer you better services on Facebook, and then we can help you pay for things directly on Facebook. You could use Facebook to buy things right inside of your Facebook page, because your Facebook and your bank are connected together. Oh, that sounds wonderful. Until you realize that by doing this, they can also decide to block you suddenly and then you can't pay for things anymore. And if they get control, if these companies, you know, Apple's doing this with Apple Pay. And see, these companies already are controlling our communication online. And then they next they want to control payment systems so that then they can really control you and scare you. If they don't like what you say, if they don't like your politics, they could block you from buying things. This is why there's a big effort by the globalists, the kind of globalist communist, to get rid of cash, paper money, and coins. And they want you to use electronic money for everything, credit cards, and then these online payment systems. If they can eliminate cash, then they can totally control you with fear, because if they don't like what you're saying, like InfoWars, oh, they just cut, not only they cut, cut InfoWars' ability to communicate and reach people, they could also cut their financial ability, cut their ability to sell products and to run their business. Or for individuals like you and me, they could just cut your ability to buy things, to spend money. That's what they want. That's where they're going. That's why we must, must, must fight, 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 fight like crazy against these companies. Very dangerous companies. Back to my VIP program. As I said, VIP members, the new lesson is coming soon. When I send that new lesson, I will also send information about a live seminar with you, live teleseminar, a webinar, where we'll talk online together. And you can, it's actually a voice teleseminar. That means you, one by one, you, VIP members, can talk. You can ask me questions, just comments, or we can just chat a little bit. Usually I limit about five minutes per person, so more people get a chance to talk. It's quite nice. We had one, uh, was it last month? Beginning of last month, I think it was. It was very nice. Got to talk to Carol and several other VIP members. Always nice to actually hear your voices. And to see, by the way, it's it's really nice for me too to to hear how your English is going so well, you're communicating well. It's really fantastic. I do plan to continue doing these live VIP teleseminars. I used to do them a lot. Then I got very busy with some things and stopped doing them for a while. And now I'm back to doing them. In fact, our changes, one reason we're making changes to our computer system for the VIP program is to give me more time, make things more easy for me so that I have enough time where I can do these live teleseminars with the VIP members every month or almost every month sometimes I travel I can't do it but as often as I can because th- they were very popular in the past VIP members really 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 love the talking to me and to each other live it's, it's, it's a cool extra benefit for VIP members so we will do one in August as so I said, uh, the lesson's going to be just a little bit late, so just one or two days late. I'm sorry about that. I apologize for these changes and, and the inconvenience. Just keep working on your last lesson. Get a little extra repetition on the last lesson. The new one's coming soon. It's a good lesson. It's really good, a high-energy lesson, this next one. And you can join. If you're not a member, join now. Join the VIP program. Join my VIP program. Go to EffortlessEnglishClub.com. Join today at EffortlessEnglishClub.com. On Twitter, Kaula, our great superstar member Kaula from Istanbul, Turkey, has been talking about walking she's a she's a fitness freak I've mentioned that before I mean I'm and by freak I'm using this in a in a good way (laughs) means she loves 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 fitness especially walking she's planning thinking of I'm not sure if it's a 100% decision or she's just thinking about it but she's been talking about doing the Camino de Santiago one of my favorite trips Walking across northern Spain. So that got me thinking about you know I've I really love doing hiking trips. My wife and I are thinking of doing a trip not quite that long, a month, maybe more like a week. There's a series of paths, walking trails in the mountains to the south of us here in Japan. Kind of a famous trail area that's very old connects several temples Buddhist temples in the mountains we've talked about doing this walk I think it takes about a week to do something like that possibly could do it longer if you wanted to but we're thinking about a week anyway we're starting to think about that and plan to do that when the weather gets a little cooler it's still a little bit hot right now but when it cools off a bit in the early fall we're probably going to do it and that got me thinking about Walking trips in general, I thought I'd share a little bit of advice. Perhaps you would like to do one of these great walking trips. I highly recommend it. As I said before, a walking trip, some kind of overland travel in general, overland travel. Those have been my favorite trips. This is a request, a lot of you requested and suggested on my Twitter talk about your travels talk about traveling you know I've traveled to a lot of countries and continue to do so I've had some great trips and some of you want to hear about that maybe get inspired maybe get an idea yourself so having done a lot of these and traveled a lot in my life and done lots of different kinds of travel I've had a few short trips that have been fairly luxury where I've stayed in very nice hotels and I have backpacked around on a super, super, super small budget, as I've mentioned before. done that a lot. And then I've done other kinds of trips. And one of my favorite trips, I'd say probably right now, my favorite kind of trip is to do an, a trip that involves overland travel. And for me, especially hiking and walking. Looking back over the last 10 years, my two favorite trips were both walking trips. One was called Shikoku 88, the 88 Temples of Shikoku. It's a big walking trip pilgrimage in Japan. And the other one, the Camino de Santiago in northern Spain. Both of those are around a little over a month long, walking every day for about a month a little longer especially Chicago's a little longer but roughly a month those are my two favorite trips because they're there it's such a deep experience as I have explained before so I highly 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 recommend to you especially if you love travel to do one of these or find another one there are many do some kind of overland trip. I'll, let me mention a few others that I know of. Kaula herself, just today on Twitter, posted one about the... Is it, I think it's the Lysian Way. It's called Lysian Way. It's in Turkey. Uh, I need to watch the full video. It's, there, she posted a video about a guy doing it or a group doing it. I can't remember what they said, how long it was. At least a week, I think. Maybe more than that. So this is a, an old walking trail in turkey for some reason that name sounds familiar i wonder if it goes back to the romans times the original trail maybe maybe not but anyway looks like a very interesting walking trip another one i know of is across england there's a cross england walking trip that one takes i believe about two weeks i haven't done it myself i've met people who have done it and said it's fantastic it's up in the English countryside what they call the Lake District and you walk across England east to west or west to east there's a walking trip around Ireland that I have heard is also fantastic you walk around the island of Ireland takes about two weeks also and the people I met, the Irish people I met, who told me about it, highly suggested you do this trip, and what you do is you stop at pubs along the way. <laughs> this is an Irish stereotype that they love drinking, but that that's what they suggested. Stop in the pubs with the locals and, you know, have a Guinness, have a beer with them. In the United States, the United States we have ones that are more wilderness, they're, they're a little tougher because you have to camp. You have to carry your tent. You have to carry a little stove to cook your stuff. So they can be tougher. There's the Appalachian Trail. I'm just going to te- talk about the two. There's a third one that's really tough, I think, for most people. I don't suggest it. So the Appalachian Trail or the Pacific Crest Trail, of those two, the Appalachian Trail is easier. So let's just say Appalachian Trail. You can do the whole Appalachian Trail. That's going to take you four to six months. But you can just do sections of the Appalachian Trail as long as you want. You know, one week, two weeks, a month, whatever. It's really, it's beautiful. I've hiked it. It starts in Georgia down south and goes all the way up to Maine in the far northeast. So you can just pick a section and do it. Really cool. Appalachian Trail—it's part of my life, part of my childhood. Well, not childhood, part of my teenage years and my twenties. I, you know, being from Georgia, I used to go up and hike sections of the, of the Appalachian Trail all the time. Nepal—that's another one. That's another great area. That's not—that's actually another one of my favorite trips that I've done in the last ten years. Maybe that would be number three: hiking in the Himalayas. There are many, many, many uh, sections you can do and many areas you can do in the Himalayas. You can go way, way up there high. There's a hiking trip that goes to the base camp of Mount Everest, if you're really in good shape, if you're tough physically, you can do that one not climbing Everest, of course that's a whole different thing, but just walking up to Everest, just walking to the bottom and arriving at the bottom, at the camp where all the climbers start, you walk to their starting point, but I've, from what I've read, just getting there is very, very tough as you can imagine but there are much easier ones in Nepal too we did one in the what they call the hills the foothills although they we climbed quite a bit and we got up we got up pretty high actually by the, on our third day camino i mentioned shikoku so many 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 different ones around the world they're just it's just something special you're outdoors all day that's great you're seeing the countryside, right? Not just the famous tourist spots where all the other tourists are. And that's all there is. Is just everything's tourism, tourism, tourism. You're actually out, you know, in nature or going through small towns, seeing more of the normal life, meeting more of the regular people. You're meeting other travelers or other hikers who are doing the same trip you're doing. It's a fantastic experience. So pick a trip. I don't know. But here's my advice. I'm going to give you some practical advice now. Some very practical advice on packing, on the equipment you should take with you. The number one thing, the number one most important thing for you to enjoy a hiking trip like this, the number one thing is how much does your backpack weigh? How much do you bring that is the number one thing. This is my experience, having done many of these trips, having done a good amount of hiking. Chikoku, Camino, the Appalachian Trail, Nepal. Lots of different ones. From what I have seen, the thing that makes the most difference is how much do you carry? This is what usually decides if you're going to be suffering and miserable Or if you're going to enjoy your trip and have a good time. There are a few other things you need to think about. But this is number one. This is the big one. Weight. Weight, weight, weight. You have to be a little crazy about weight. And by this, I mean you want everything to be as light as possible. Every pound or every kilo that you add to your backpack will make you unhappy. (laughs) will make you suffer, will make your shoulders hurt, your back hurt, your knees hurt, your hips hurt, will make you feel exhausted because you're going to be carrying that weight every single day for hours and hours and hours. So you might think, oh I can handle this, it doesn't feel so heavy. You might think that sitting in your house or your apartment, or going for a walk for one hour or even one day But then you carry it again and again and again day after day for three, usually three, four, five days is enough. And then you will really feel it. You will feel every single pound you are carrying or every kilogram you're carrying. And so the number one key important step to making your experience a good one is to cut weight, cut weight, make everything as light as possible, take as little as possible. This starts with number one, the backpack itself. A lot of people buy backpacks and the backpack is already heavy. A lot of hiking companies will sell backpacks that are that are heavy. They're, they're made really to be really strong and tough which maybe that's good day-to-day use but for longer hikes, that's really bad. So for example I have this GORUCK. I did a podcast about my goruck bag that i carry every day i got my computer in it it's a cool bag it's really tough it's strong so i can abuse it a lot and it doesn't break which is great but it's heavy right the 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 other side of it being tough is that it's very heavy so i use this as my daily backpack for work and things I would never use this backpack on a long hiking trip, it's much, much, much too heavy. You want to use and find the lightest possible backpack. Often the backpack is the heaviest piece of equipment, so we don't think about it, we think about what we put into the bag, but we don't think about the bag itself, but the the bag can be one of the heaviest items so this is the first place you have to cut weight you want to go with a very lightweight backpack osprey makes a good one i think it's called the osprey talon t-a-l-o-n i mentioned this in a previous podcast the osprey talon is a very nice lightweight pack especially for something like the camino or shikoku z-packs is my favorite they make the lightest here they are a small little company in Florida USA they hand make everything they make everything by hand I think they just have a business I think it's probably in their house <laughs> uh, their stuff does not look pretty it's ugly i just warn you if you if you want fashion don't buy a Zpack. and they make a lot of equipment however on the other hand if you want light if you want super 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 light the lightest possible gear z-packs they're my favorite one that's where I get my all my super lightweight stuff I get from z-packs I haven't I mentioned a new that I had got a new tent haven't used it yet but I got a new super lightweight tent that I got from z-packs to the backpack what's the next item you think you need to worry about for weight what's the second most important item might surprise you it's your shoes it's actually your shoes this is another mistake people make a lot of people buy these big heavy shoes boots or shoes often boots again they will oversell in a lot of the outdoor stores they will sell you boots that are too big too heavy not necessary right they sell you the kind of boots you might use climbing a mountain but you don't need that for most things even for something like the Appalachian Trail which you are going up and down small mountains you really don't need these super heavy weight shoes and boots so lightweight you can imagine every pound or every ounce even or every gram that you put on your feet that's heavy you're moving those feet that's what you do when you walk you have to pick them up and move them so the heavier you make your feet the more tired you become again People don't think about this. So if you have a he- heavy shoes or boots, that's going to use a lot more energy than very lightweight shoes. What I recommend for most of these, all those things I just mentioned, with all those trips I mentioned, I would recommend a trail running shoe or just a normal running shoe. If you're going to be on a lot of rocks and dirt, things like that, then maybe a tr- what's called a trail runner, trail runner. It's a kind of running shoe. It's still lightweight, but it's made to be on rocks and dirt. It's a little tougher, the, the bottom, you know, will hold the ground a little better. So that's called a trail runner, trail runner. On the other hand, if you don't need to worry about that so much, for example, for trips like Shikoku or the or the Camino de Santiago, just i i just wear normal running shoes in fact really for all my hiking trips that's all i do i just wear normal running shoes they're nice lightweight running shoes an important point about this when you get by your shoes be sure to get shoes that have a good good room a good space for your toes because when you're walking every day, your feet actually get a little bigger, right? They, it's called swelling. They swell. They get a little bigger, and especially your toes. And your toes need to have a little room in there. They need to have some air. If you get a lot of shoes, I'm, Nikes are really bad about this. They, they kind of pinch. They, they push the sides of your toes together. They kind of smash your toes together. That's not good. That's going to cause problems for you on a long trip might cause blisters, right? When It rubs the skin. The skin gets hot. And you get that little bubble. Very painful. You don't want that. So you get lightweight running shoes or trail runners with the toe area should be nice and wide. The second thing about shoes is always test the shoes and what's called breaking them in. Never go on one of these trips with new shoes. Big mistake. You will regret it. Buy whatever shoe you think is good and then when you're training for your trip and you should train for it, get yourself in shape, do a lot of walking, carry your backpack with you when you train, walking around your town or something and wear whatever shoe, wear the the exact shoes you plan to wear on your trip just to be sure there's not a problem because some shoes you might find, oh, they don't fit your feet right, maybe they're rubbing on the side of your foot, maybe the back of your foot is rubbing and creating blisters and maybe you have to try a different kind of shoe. Or maybe you do, you find, oh, this shoe's good, great, again, don't buy brand new, super new shoes for your trip. You might buy new shoes but then wear them for two or three weeks before your trip. So when you're during the trip they're they're soft and they're, you're used to them the next place to save weight your clothes you want mostly light light clothes lightweight clothes and you don't need a lot of them this is another problem a lot of people overpack they bring too many clothes for these trips you don't need to do that I recommend two sets of very lightweight pants. It's like a synthetic material like nylon or something like that. That's the best because they quick dry. You want quick dry, something that dries quickly. So cotton, no, no, no. Don't bring any cotton. Cotton's terrible. One cotton is dangerous in cold weather, very dangerous. But the other problem with cotton is that it absorbs water. It sucks up water. That's good for a towel, but it's really bad if you are washing your clothes in the sink or even in a little river, and you need it to dry quickly for the next day because cotton will dry very, very slowly. So avoid cotton. You want some kind of quick dry, usually some kind of artificial, what's called synthetic or artificial, it's man-made material and it should be very thin and lightweight. Two sets of pants is enough, right? You wear one, you wash the other one, and then you just switch back and forth. You don't need more than two. Shirts, same thing. Two shirts, maybe a third one to sleep in. Again, very lightweight. For shirts, I recommend either those, again, the same kind of material, that kind of nylon synthetic material, or some some of the wool blends are not bad. Wool, right? It comes from sheep. Wool, just regular wool can be really hot and uncomfortable, <laughs> but now they, they combine the wool with other synthetic materials, and they, they put them together, and... They can actually be very comfortable and even lightweight, even cool in the summertime, some of these. Very thin. I've got a few wool blend shirts that I wear even in the summertime. And then, you know, socks and underwear, maybe. Again, now, for socks, I definitely recommend wool blends. 100% I w- recommend a wool blend. In my experience, those are the best socks. They, they suck up, they... They will suck away and suck up some of the moisture so your feet don't get too wet. They'll keep your feet a little more dry. They, they're better at preventing blisters. You know, Nothing's perfect, but they're, I find they're better. So a nice wool blend, a lightweight, you don't need heavy, you don't, your feet are going to be very warm walking, so don't get some thick socks, then you're going to, your feet will get too wet. Nice, thin, very lightweight wool blend socks are my recommendation for socks. For underwear, just again, avoid cotton, if you can, something synthetic. So in addition to all this, what else do you need? You probably need a light jacket or a a pullover in case it gets a little chilly. You probably need a rain jacket, again, lightweight. An umbrella, I use an umbrella, actually. I like to use an umbrella when I hike. I use it for the sun and the rain. During the Camino, there were parts of the Camino where the sun was so hot and there were no trees. And I just popped open my umbrella, (laughs) and I had some shade. I was still hot, but it prevented me from getting sunburned too badly. You can also get some kind of sun hat. Those are nice, too, or just any kind of hat. Protect from the sun and even protect from the wind and the rain a little bit. And then whatever little small things you need. But minimum, minimum. Toothbrush. I recommend powder toothpaste. There's a kind of powder toothpaste. It's lighter than the big kind of messy liquid stuff. Do not bring a laptop. Do not bring big heavy jackets. Don't bring a hairdryer, or that kind of electronic stuff. No, 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 no. You will regret it. You might think, oh, it'll be so convenient to have this. You'll, you'll enjoy it in the, in the hotel, maybe or the guest house, but the next day you will regret it, (laughs) the day when you're walking and every single hour you are walking you will regret it, don't bring it, don't do it, how much weight you bring will determine if you enjoy the trip or if you suffer, I don't recommend suffering, one of my strongest images of the Camino, Joe and I were walking along feeling great quite relaxed, walking along the trail one day, I don't, probably in the middle of the trip. And we come up to some guy who's walking so slowly and he's walking weird. He's leaning on to one side. He looked like he'd been in a battle, <laughs> like someone had shot him. <laughs> he, he looked horrible, this poor guy. He's leaning on a stick, using the stick to try to help him walk. And it was clear that his... Something was wrong with his feet and his legs. We got up and we started talking to him. And he was like, oh, my. He had blisters all over his feet. His knees were were injured and in pain. His back was hurting him. Like I said, it looked like he just barely survived a big battle. And was, <laughs> and was struggling to get back home to the hospital. <laughs> Poor guy. But I looked at him. And I looked at his backpack. Oh, it was this big, huge, heavy thing. He probably had two or three times as much weight as Joe and I. What could we do? There was nothing we could do to help the guy. We just said, well, good luck to you. As we left, I'm thinking, you crazy guy, Leif, what are you doing with all that stuff? Get rid of it. But that's the difference. That's the difference. I don't know why, but some people they, they worry about being prepared. They think they got to carry everything. And you don't, you don't, you don't. You want minimal, minimal, minimal so that you can enjoy the walk itself instead of feeling like you're a horse carrying a huge heavy weight. Okay, then I encourage you, hey. Go on a walking trip. You could do it in your own country, in your own area. Most places in the world have some kind of walking trails somewhere. You could start just in your own country and then, when you're feeling brave and adventurous, go do a bigger one. We can share our experiences, our travel adventures, our hiking adventures. Tell me about them on social media. For now, you can do it on Twitter, but you could also try on gab or minds one way or telegram and as always join my VIP program join my VIP program today join at effortlessenglishclub.com effortlessenglishclub.com effortlessenglishclub.com